We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 190 and the boys are in the garage drinking some beers and talking about the Cleveland Browns and how the last six games of the season are going to pan out. The Ohio State Buckeyes and if they've got a chance this year and frankly, do they deserve a chance? And the boys are going to do a draft of the best sports video games of all time. All that plus Garage Beers of the Week, three cheers of the week, and so much more. So coming up the driveway, unfold your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. What's going on? Welcome, everybody, in to episode 190 of the Garage Beers podcast, brought to you proudly here on the Orange and Brown Report streaming network. The OBR is your best place for Cleveland Browns coverage anywhere in Cleveland, anywhere in Ohio, anywhere in the world. The OBR brings you all the best. And right now, again, before the end of the night, if you are not subscribed to the OBR.com, if you're not subscribed to the website, they are running a 75% off promotion. I guess I'll just bring Chad back in when he comes back. They're running a 75% off promotion. You go hit subscribe on the OBR.com right now and an entire year uh, subscription to the OBR streaming or to the OBR is just 29 bucks. So get over there, hit subscribe uh, and uh, make sure you are tuned into everything going on with the OBR Uh, for us. Go over to all the socials, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. And look us up at the garage beers on all the socials and make sure you hit follow so you can stay in touch with us, stay in tune with what we got going on. And, uh, and, and just, you know, be part of the family, be part of the garage beers family, 190 episodes in, uh, and you're going to want to stay tuned to that, uh, to those, uh, socials as I know Chad, especially has been feverishly working. We've got 10 episodes left. We've got 10 weeks left until we hit episode 200 and Chad has got some pretty special stuff that he is trying to plan for that. So make sure you are tuned in for that with you. As always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe joining me tonight. First, we'll go to him first until we find Chad. Uh, we'll go to him first over in Nashville. There's Chad over in Nashville, Tennessee. Find him online at garage beers. Joe, it's Joey Whalen. What's up, Joe? I've felt like something I've never felt before. Ooh. And that's joining the wrong stream. I, I joined Jake's and uh, Jake and Andrew's stream. I, I think I don't know if they're still going, but uh, it's like walking in on somebody going to the bathroom. Like you pop in the lobby, you're just like, 
oops, I am not supposed to be here right now. <laughs> oh, you know what they're doing? They're recording. So they're recording. Oh. They're recording their podcast. And you just pop. Were they just in there hanging out? Yeah, yeah. They're just in there chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Did they see you? They started bringing me in, but I just immediately X'd out. I was like, this is not this is not where I need to be right now. Like, those guys are a league above me in Browns analysis. And I'm going to talk about the uniforms. They're going to talk about film and shit that I'm not the best at. So uh, I dipped out immediately. I wish they would have brought you in just if, just for enough time to hear your whoop and then <laughs> and then out. Just, it might, it might like, be in there. There was definitely hey, a whoop in there. <laughs> hey, Joey's here. Whoop. And then out. <laughs> I messaged him. Yeah, I, I told him, I was like, I felt like walking in on somebody going to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, great job pooping. Great job pooping. Great job, guys. You guys are doing a great job. Great Don't job need pooping. my help, but like, I hope it goes well for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul Spencer in the comments says they must really look down on you guys, freaking snobs. Yeah, for sure they do, yeah. but <laughs> kind of deservedly, to be honest, kind of deservedly. It's fine. That's what we are here, and that's what we want to be. We want to pe- be the people looked down upon. Uh, also joining us over on the east side of Cleveland in, I think in the basement, in the basement, maybe it's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what's up, Chad? Yeah, I'm in the basement. How are you? How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, boys, <laughs> do you see they're making a squid game reality game show thing? Well, I watched it. I think they already made it. I was going to say. It's I great. Think, I think it's, not, it. it's not fully released yet. There's, there's like three episodes that are being released over the next couple of weeks. Oh, Okay. I, I wanted to bring this up because, like, like, I would so do it, but at the same time, that would psychologically fuck with me. <laughs> like, like at the first, like, right? Even though I, even though I fully know that I'm not going to get killed in the thing, but it being the same games, and it being like, you know, them shooting like paintball guns at you, or like, you, you know, like, or the, the falling through the glass bridge, right? Yeah. I like that would psychologically fuck with me. Like, all right, I know they're not going to kill me, but wait, are they? Like, <laughs> like no. listen, I I only want to watch it if there's if people are dying. Like, right. if, 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 they're, right. if they're shooting people, I'm in. Right. I I would say I mean minus the deaths because there's no deaths, but like the storylines are like incredible. Like, yeah, the storylines are great. It's great. It's but so it just good. yeah, but it's just being all the same games and everything like that would fuck with me at first. Like once I got into the swing of things, obviously I would be fine and I'd want to kill people myself. But uh, <laughs> but you know you know uh, at first I'd be like oh god okay right all right red light green light yeah that's fine uh, whoa 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 oh wait no that's only a paintball in my forehead. <laughs> yeah. uh, that show was phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, that's it was great. great. It was great. If you didn't watch Squid Game. Uh, go! It's so good. It's so good, and it's so creepy. And yeah, that game's great. And yes, I want to watch that. So, you said you did watch it a little bit, Joe. I did. I've watched everything that's been released so far, and I also saw like some behind the scenes like videos from people that were in it. And I mean, this is much of a spoiler, but the first game is red light, green light. You'll see it in the first like thirty seconds of the episode. And uh, apparently, when they were filming it. Like the duration on TV is like five minutes, but in between each red light, they spent like behind the scenes 40 minutes trying to determine who was out. And so you would be running, (laughs) stopping, and you'd have to stand wherever you were for 40 minutes. Wait, they didn't like pause it for TV production purposes? You just had to stand there? Nope, (laughs) because continuity, you have to start, start in the same spot. 
Fuck so, like, there's people that were like squatting or like kneeling and like they would get out because they would just like fall over. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> that. Fuck that, dude. I'd be like, like after the first 40 minutes, I would be out in the second round. I'd be like, nope, I moved. I'm out. Yeah, Bye. Hey, did you guys see me move? Somebody shoot me. Shoot me. Yeah, please, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, like I said, I texted the boys earlier. Uh, I'm excited for this because it's just us. We love having our special guests on, but sometimes we just get the three of us. We get to have a little bit of fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to talk sports. We got Browns to talk about. We got Buckeyes. It's amazing. It's amazing. And we'll get to this. It is amazing how the weekends have like coincided lately. Like lately, Browns win, Buckeyes win, Cavs win. It's like sweep weekends. It's been like the last three weeks. And then this week it was Browns lose, Buckeyes lose. Yeah. Cavs lost to the Lakers on Saturday. They wound up getting a win Sunday. Good but finish, like though. good finish though. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I would I would trade my family for great sports weekends, so I never want to hang out with them again. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they don't listen wow. to this show. So no. Thank God. <laughs> uh so listen, we got a lot of fun stuff to get into here on episode 190. We got a pack show and we're going to finish it with something fun. We haven't done a draft in a while, so we're going to do a draft of, yes. of the best ever sports video games. And that should be a good time. But before we get to get into anything that we're doing on Garage Beers this week, the first thing we have to do, we got to get into Garage Beers of the Week. We got to figure mm. out what we're drinking. So first of all, if you're joining us live here tonight, we love having you. Welcome in. If you're hanging on Twitter, just scrolling through and you're like, hey, I'll just pop on and watch these three idiots talk. Cool. We love having you. If you want to be a part of the conversation, jump over to Twitch or YouTube, join the live stream there, and you can jump in the chat, be a part of the chat. If you're in the chat, let us know what you're drinking tonight. Joe will pop that up on the screen. Uh, but boys, let's send it around. Let's talk about our Garage Beers of the Week. Joe, why don't you kick us off? I received a special delivery over Thanksgiving from my lovely parents. Breaking out the Christmas sales. They don't. Okay. I went to our liquor store and they have like Southern tier there. So you would think, okay. all right, they have Southern tier. Like they'll probably have two Xmas, right? They had a bunch of, of their pumpkin beer there. Like pumpkin was there. Like, and so I asked them and they looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, what are you? Some kind of idiot. We don't, we don't sell Christmas beer yet. It's not even December. And I was like, oh, God. get out of here. You're, you should just go home. Close up the shop. Um, but I got a Christmas you even liquor it's store, bro. Do you even liquor store? It's a great year for the Christmas <laughs> sale. They've done it again. Congratulations to everybody involved in the Christmas beer. Polite clap. Polite clap. Bro. Well done. Nice golf clap. Yeah. All right. Christmas sale for Joe. What about you, Chad? What's your beer of the week this week? Oh, I got a good one, guys. Uh, it's um, Tazo Zen Tea with honey. I saw in you drink it. I saw you drink it out of a tea mug, and that, yeah, yeah it's a little under the weather. Yeah, a little under the weather, fighting off something. A beer just, you know, alcohol just did not sound good tonight. So I'm trying to recoup and uh, be good for, for next week. It'll really open you up. Yeah, why don't you chuck a little whiskey in there? That'll be perfect. Uh, He's, thinking right. uh, He's thinking about right. it. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. Ain't a bad idea. Right. Ain't a bad idea. There he goes. Look at you. Chad's like, I don't think he thought of that. I think, I think man, like, that's a great idea. I definitely don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. And we're out. <laughs> All right. So Chad's going to go get a little, we're going to figure out what he decides to put into his tea. Uh, I, I'm going to take it back. I actually, uh, I didn't get to, I haven't been to the store in probably a couple weeks to get some beers. So I do, I have a lot of beers in the beer fridge, but a lot of them would be repeaters. 
and so I'm going to take it back to a brewery that I haven't done on here in a long time, but you guys all know it's my favorite brewery. You see the logo right there. I got a couple tree houses just still sitting in my fridge. So this is actually going to be a two garage beer of the week week for me as oh. I'm going to do this one to start. And then when I finish this one, I have another one from Treehouse that I'll get to. But to start, this is the garage beers, or I'm sorry, this is the Treehouse Galactic Storm. And the can is cool as hell. What a can. Can is what cool can. as hell. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of the normal Treehouse, delicious, delightful IPAs in the patented garage beers mm. glass. Uh, which, orange juice by the way i do want to say uh and if philly's here i don't want to spoil it too much but we've been working with our buddy philly uh on uh potentially getting some garage beers merch back out to the people and so we will uh once we have that kind of locked up we'll announce that but it could include it could include your own your very own garage beers Ooh. beer glass so Ooh. keep an eye on that uh chad what'd you throw in there buddy uh well i didn't have any whiskey but i had some crack and dark rum that I decided to throw in here. So, That's a good uh, idea. Yeah, here we are. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Drew, Drew, Drew and Brick City drinking Dewar's meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. It's close enough. It's a little gamey. It's a little gamey. A little gamey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, those are our Garage Beers of the Week. You guys are throwing yours. I saw Paul Spencer's out there uh, throwing yours out there. Keep throwing yours out there. And again, if you're joining us on Twitter, that's cool. Hang out there. Have fun with us. But if you want to be a part of the conversation uh, tonight, jump over to Twitch or YouTube and you can be part of the conversation. Boys, cheers to you guys. Cheers to everybody watching. And cheers to everybody listening later. Uh, let's get into episode 190. And I think, boys, we got to start uh, with the Cleveland Browns. And nah. Uh, and I do want to shout, uh, hold on. I want to shout out uh, real quick in the comments. It's Sean, hey. your buddy, Sean, our hey, buddy, Sean, go. just subscribe to the OBR for nine months in a row. Shout out to you, Sean. We appreciate you. We appreciate all your support. Uh, uh, so shout out to you, Sean. Um, I mean, it's only like a buck 50 right now. So there's no big fucking deal. <laughs> well, that's you're damn right. You're damn right. 29 bucks for the year yeah. for the OBR, but you got to do it before midnight. So make sure you get over and do that. Seven cents uh, a day. That's easy. Come on, you got for that. just five for just five easy payments of one hundred forty nine ninety nine. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Browns. Uh, and uh, all right, so the Browns lose to the Broncos. There's so much to take away. There's so much to unpack from the game. In that, it started poorly. Browns dig a fourteen nothing hole, and then. DTR kind of found a rhythm. The Browns offensively found a rhythm. And there was a period of time when the Browns climbed back into that game where the Browns really offensively and defensively dominated the game. Uh, I know Jack Duffin put a post out about it on Twitter, but the Browns really dominated the game. They really took the game over. And it kind of felt, boys, like a game that the Browns were just going to kind of run away with. Like, hey, they had gotten it to 14 to 12. Denver was getting destroyed by the Browns defense at that point. And offensively, the Browns are moving the ball up and down the field. They get into the third quarter. They're looking pretty good. We're going to the fourth quarter. Everything's looking pretty good. And then Dorian Thompson Robinson, who really was impressive, takes a shot, has a concussion, goes out for the game. And PJ, we, we, we've experienced the PJ Walker magic for the year. And now we're on to what happens with a backup quarterback. Once you get the magic out of the way, and it's P.J. Walker comes in and, and fumbles like 14 times, uh, and the Browns turn the ball over a bunch, and they give the ball to the Broncos deep in Browns' territory too much, and the Broncos make the Browns pay, and the Broncos run away with the game. So 
that's kind of the flow of the game. It really, boys, if it felt pretty good after they went down 14 to nothing and things didn't look great, it really felt pretty good for the Browns until Dorian Thompson Robinson got hurt. And I, I, it sucks, but I think it certainly says something about the fifth round run uh, quarterback that the Cleveland Browns took this year. Go that? ahead, Joe. Sorry. I'm just well, saying, I'm just saying, I just, I'm, I'm saying it. I, I, are you guys here? Are you guys paying attention? Yeah. Uh, I was saying, go ahead, Joe. Can you read guys the comments? <laughs> Joe was Joe was reading the comments. Oh, why don't you go, Chad? Nah, nah. Shout out everybody, Justin, for drinking a Christmas sale. That's what I was reading. There's, the only really thing I have to say about this game is, is you know, like that's all I really have to say about this game. I mean, it was just, yeah. I mean, there was a time where they felt it felt like they were going to climb back into it, and you know, DTR was playing very well. And it was kind of a, the game I was hoping to see from him, you know, I was, and I was expecting to see from him, you know, I mentioned, I think I tweeted it out or exited out, whatever the fuck you want to call it nowadays. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you could not, if he was going to be your starter going forward, you could not be as predictable as you were in the Steelers game. You had to open things up a little bit more. And that's exactly what they did with them. You know, they, they tried to showcase, you know, showcase the offense a little bit more. They tried to open things up. They tried, you know, Denver went going into it. Denver had one of the worst pass rushes in the league. So it's understandable why they were trying to throw with him a little bit more, you know, as well as mixing in the run. So, um, yeah. And, and I do, I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, and yeah. And then he gets clocked right there as you're seeing by, by, by Baron Browning. Thanks for that. Former Buckeye. Uh, and, and then things just go down South. I mean, you just, I mean, you, you talked about, what happens uh, when you put a backup quarterback in? Well, he's the backup to the backup quarterback in. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of fumbles. You're going to get a lot of, you know, P.J. Walker. Sure, he. I mean, he had a couple of good games in him earlier this year, but the fact of the matter is there's a reason that he is a journeyman XFL quarterback, and, and you showed exactly what – you showed exactly why uh, in that game. So, yeah, uh, it, it – things – it felt like – it did. It felt like we were going to be able to climb back into this thing until – DTR went out and then it seemed like everything after that just snowballed. I mean, miles, it was, I don't know. It seems like his shoulder was detached and he only came in on, you know, on third down, like the injuries just started flowing from there. And just the game got away from the Browns uh, as soon as, you know, almost immediately it felt like after DTR went out. Well, and that's what Joe, that's what I was saying uh, before is I, I think there's something impressive, you know, like I think there's something impressive to be said about the fact that where we've come with Dorian Thompson Robinson, where Dorian Thompson Robinson has come in that it really felt like we had a shot at this football game with him in the game. And when he went out of the game, it felt like we didn't have a shot. I think that's a pretty crazy thing that has had has come around over the last couple of weeks with him as the starting quarterback. When you think of his first exposure to the league in that Ravens game, and obviously the lack of preparation that went into that for at, at, through nobody's fault, I don't think, but like now a couple weeks into this DTR starting quarterback experience, it felt like he was going to lead this team to, if not a win, a really good shot at a win. And when he went out, it felt like there was no hope. I think, I mean, that inspires a little hope in me. I know it sucks that he went out. I know it sucks that they lost the game, but it inspires a little hope that, Oh my gosh, maybe they found something with this kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think uh, the game plan for Sunday 
was something that he was a lot more comfortable with. I think, you know, the game before against the Pittsburgh, it felt like there was a lot of either negative pass plays or just throwing something to the line of scrimmage. Like he never got a chance to open up to those mid range, long, uh, deep throws. Uh, but he looked, he looked good as good as you could hope somebody that's a (laughs) very low draft pick and, and coming off two okay games could look, um, you know, it's unfortunate because I, I I wish we weren't talking about how much we hope DTR can take this team uh, or how deep he can take this team right now because I, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for us in the future. I don't think his time's now. I think it's great if he can get in and help us as much as he can. But, you know, I, I worry about what he can provide us to make a deep run uh, with this team right now because it's – you know, at some point, you know, the defense, and we saw it last week, they're going to bend and there's going to be times where they break. And so uh, you need you need a little more. We need a little more out of the offense. Well, and that's cool. Yeah, I mean, and that's <clears throat> uh, shit. I totally lost what I thought. We, well, oh, yeah. And, 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 and that's another factor that was was playing into this. Right. Is we were expecting to see this kid grow a lot more over these next. What? How many games are left? Seven games. And over these next six games, hopefully he can he can still play on Sunday. Yeah, uh, we're expecting that because these next few games are against very winnable teams. So not to say that, you know, those it's an NFL game, so it's not going to be hard. But, you know, as far as games where you could see a lot of growth in DTR, these next six, seven games are are just that because these next six, six seven games are against very winnable teams. Very winnable team. So, you, you know, I was hoping to see a lot of growth out of him and we just started to, I mean, it's, and this is why the Browns just can't have nice things on a consistent basis. Right. <laughs> and, and, and so it's just it, one, one thing after the other, and it's always something with this team. And, so, and, and like I said, just when we're starting to see him blossom a little bit, he goes down. So it's just, it's a shitty thing that happened. But it happened, and uh, and now we're on to I don't know who the hell we the Rams. Now we're on to the Rams. Wee. Well, uh, you know, uh, seven and four, uh, and DTR goes out, and you still. I mean, you look at the back end of the schedule, and it looks a little different. The Rams are playing pretty good football right now. We're going to get into that game. Um, uh, the Houston Texans are a surprise team, even though they they're up and down. And I think the Browns defense is going to wreak havoc in that game. Uh, you don't know. You don't know what you're going to get out of a guy like Justin Fields. You don't know what you're going to get out of. There's so much unknown that with the rest of the schedule, you just you get three more wins and you're sitting talking about the playoffs. We're going to get into all that. But yeah. but here, here's what I want to talk about. Um, the big talk after this game and it's been like a two day argument that I've been having now on Twitter, but I want to have it here on the show. Uh, Cause I don't know what you guys think about this, but the big talk's been about, about this guy right here on the screen. The big talk about this Denver Broncos game has been about this guy on the screen, Kevin Stefanski. And why are people talking about it? Because every time the Cleveland Browns lose a football game, it is, the most predictable thing, and you guys already know how I feel about this. It's the most predictable thing that happens on the social media. Every time the Browns lose a game, there's a buddy, Brad Ward. What's up, Brad? Uh, social media explodes with, 
Well, why didn't he run the ball more? Oh, he's got to run the ball, run the ball. He should have run the ball. Den- this week it was Denver came into the into the game with the worst ranked run defense in the league. And, you, and Jerome Ford was running for seven yards a carry. And why didn't they run the ball more and blah, blah, blah. Um, oh. I'm with Serge. Joe, you just put the comment. You just put the comment from our buddy Serge MDC on the screen. This season has sold me more on Kevin Stefanski. Do I think he called a perfect game against Denver? No. Do I think there could have been more opportunities to run the ball? Maybe, but it's like people didn't even look at the defense Denver was running. Like they didn't even, they didn't even pay attention to the fact that there were nine dudes in the box because Denver was just daring you to beat them with the pass. And you were going to do that if DTR stayed healthy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with the sentiment, but people are screaming about Kevin Stefanski after this loss. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah, I mean, running is the Browns' MO, and that's what teams are game planning for going into those games. And so I don't think you can come out and consistently rely on, okay, we're just going to run it down their throats their entire game. I think, you know, the Browns this season, when they've ran well, they've done it with a lead and they've done it to ice the game. And so it's just like, I think you have to set up a certain type of game plan. I think they went in with a decent game plan. Like you said, they there's a lot of guys up in the box they were being dared to pass and they passed pretty well for the first half. Um, but Kevin Stefanski isn't out there dropping balls, you know, because <laughs> fancy is not dropping a two point conversion in the end zone. He's not dropping the 12th Njoku drop of the season or whatever it's been like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot you can say about Kevin Stefanski, but I think there's a lot of execution issues going on out there too. Where do you think the NFL would be if we fired a coach after every bad game they had? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Bill Belichick would have been gone probably his first year in New England. Yeah. Um, listen, are there times where I think Kevin Stefanski outthinks himself, thinks he's it just over, not outthinks himself, overthinks it? Absolutely. I, I think there are times he overthinks it. Uh, but the fact that, I mean, people are going to look at it as, as an excuse, but the fact that this team is this, the fact that this offense, this team is missing as many pieces as it's missing. And he still has this team moving the football in, in more ways than one. The fact that he has this team at seven and four, a lot of it's on the defense. I know, but the fact that they're able to be able to move the football and score points uh, to be able to win these football games is amazing. All right. It's amazing the job he's done this year. He is a lot closer to getting extended than he is getting fired. I know a lot of people are going to have a problem with that. But the fact that, like, I mean, everything I see on that, granted, I'm not on the, I'm not on, you know, Twitter X as much as, you know, as some other people are. But from what I see, whenever people, whenever the Browns do lose a game, they always point to one specific play or one specific event. And then they, and then they just, it just branches off from there, right? Like it seems like everybody was blaming Stefanski for Pierre Strong fumbling the football on that reverse, which is not Kevin Stefanski's fault. You don't scheme a play for Pierre Strong to fumble the fucking football. <laughs> All right. So you don't, you don't do that. Guys, guys, let's run it. Let's run it. Let's run it. It's, it's the Pierre fumble. 
run it now. We want to. We want to like earn. It's gonna work. You want to earn the win. So it's, it's gonna work win. if we yeah, run it now. Gonna, it's gonna work. Yeah. So it's almost like they, it's almost like they pick that play and then they go, oh yeah, why didn't you run the football more? Why didn't you run the football more? Yeah. No, they they, they run the football. Okay, they run the football and they have to they have to mix in the pass because one of the things that people don't talk about or don't even think about. Sure, the Broncos came in with the worst run defense in the league, but they also came in with one of the worst pass rushes in the league. So this was a, this was a chance for DTR to develop a little bit more, to develop his passing game a little bit more. So yes, the, the, Kevin Stefanski will call every every game, every game, whether you, whether you can see it or not, calls a balanced game. It's it's always you know thirty two passes to twenty nine rushes or twenty nine whatever. The balance is usually there. So to say that, like, oh, why didn't he run the football more? Or he doesn't run the football in the certain situations that we'd like him to run the football at. No, just shut up. Shut up. I, I'll let you guys go look it up. I have been in a two-day argument with somebody that I would call an asshole. And I'm not even going to – I don't want to give – I don't know if it's a group of people or a person. I don't want to give their name on our show because I don't even want to do this. But let's just say it's the same person that every year slides into our D it's the same person that slides into my DMS and our show DMS every year asking us to come to their event. And then when we, uh, when we say, Oh, sorry, man, we can't make it to that event on that day. He's like, well, you're just disappointing all of your fans. And he like scolds us about it. I'm not even going to say who it is, but you can go find the argument I've been having with this certain group on, on Twitter. Every time he'd be like, oh, but the turnovers. And I'm like, yeah, the turnovers came on run plays. And he's like, well, run it traditionally. Just run it traditionally. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I formation. Well, one fullback tight end, dive, baby. Fullback. Where's Mike Allstar? Where's Mike Allstar at? Fullback dive. Four, I, 42 power. We're going to run four, 24 ice. Yeah, 42 power. We're going to run it right up their asses. Huh? All right. I, look at Dan Wise before. I think, I think, Joe, you would put it on the screen. But Dan Wise, Nick Harris up the middle all game long. Just Nick Harris up the middle all game. Let's go. That makes me think. <laughs> that makes me think. That makes me think of my buddies from college. Some of them are from Bellevue, and they had a coach, Ed Nasanti. And he said, we're going to run 24 ISO. We're going to tell them we're going to run it. We're going to run it right up their asses. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The Browns run the football more than any team in the National Football League. They have run the ball more than anybody in the National Football League without their fucking running back. Like, that's the thing that drives me crazy about this run the ball shit. I'm sorry, but Jerome Ford is not Nick Chubb, man. No, Jerome Ford is a first year, really first year. He didn't play much last year, so he's really a first year back. Kareem Hunt is a shell of what he was, and he's he's been fairly effective, but he's running for like two yards a carry. I like Pierre Strong a bit, but he doesn't get a lot of touches. This is the Browns running game is not effective. It hasn't been for the majority of the year, and yet they stick with it because it's part of the way they play the game. This is what I don't get about the way people talk about the way people talk about this Browns running game. This isn't Nick Chubb and the Browns. This running game has been so inefficient and so such a roller coaster all year long that when people, when the Browns lose games, which they've only done four fucking times this year, when they lose games and people 
goes screaming at Kevin Stefanski to run the ball. This isn't a great Browns running game. And, and, they've, and they've led the league. And I, I understand what the numbers say, but look at the deeper numbers. Look at how many games that they've run the ball for like three yards a carry, but they've also run it like 37 times. Like it's what they've been doing. You just, I don't understand why it always goes to this and why people aren't watching the game and why people aren't watching what Denver is running and why people don't understand. You could say to me a hundred times and Chad, you brought this up. You can say to me a hundred times. Yeah, but Denver's uh, run defense was the worst in the league. Guess what? So was their pass rush. So there's a lot of ways that you can try to attack them. I don't get it. Yeah. But I will tell you this. What, what I really don't give up, get above and beyond all that, this dude on the screen right now, Kevin Stefanski, has got this team seven and four, and they don't – the games that they have won this year, like look back at the games that this team has won this year. 49ers, Ravens, that's even that's, I know the Steelers aren't so good, but that Steelers game, even that Colts game, look at the games that they have won this year. Guys, the, Kevin Stefanski is doing a whale of a job. Well, it's in a my opinion, it's a scapegoat thing too, right? It's been, it's been the scapegoat ever since last year or two years or however, however long Stefanski has been here now. They fans want to fans want to blame somebody and they're going to blame Kevin Stefanski and they're going to constantly, constantly blame him uh, because they don't want to blame these players because they, they, they don't want to blame these players because some of their favorite guys that, that, that some of the best, this is some of the best talent that the Browns have ever had since 1999. So they're not going to, they're not going to blame these guys, right? They, they need, they need someone to yell at and, and they're going to yell at Kevin Stefanski and anybody who supports him. Everybody just, everybody just wants to be right on this they 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 want him fired so bad because they just they just they need a uh I, I don't i can't even think of the right fucking word this right now I'm up on crack and rum this nutsack on twitter that i'm still not going to say their name calling me a stefanski bro is that a thing that just oh. every, every hold on wait every time you like somebody now you're just a blank bro Baker yeah. bros stefanski bros you get, Let's get a little more creative, please. Stefanski, he, probably is, he is a he probably is a bigger bro. Stefanski's son. Stefanski's son. A Stefanski son guy. Kind of like Danielson. Yeah. Yeah, Danielson. Yeah. Stefanski oh, look son. at Look at Serge in the comments. I'm a garage hey. beard bro. Let's, Let's go, go, Serge. Let's go. Put hey, that I didn't on want a to t-shirt. Give, I don't know where it went, but uh, shout out to Pat Shea out in California. Pat Shea, good buddy of ours. Uh, been a longtime supporter here of ours on the OBR streaming network. Subscribe for like 7,000 months in a row. So shout out to you, Pat Shea. Remember uh, when you so, thought he was Pat Shiaka? <laughs> uh, no, I still I still like to call him Pat Shiaka because that's what his name looks like. <laughs> Pat Shiaka. Uh, all right, so let's, again, the Browns fall to the Broncos. Let's look ahead a little bit. Uh, seven and four. Again, you're still sitting Six games left. You got to go three and three. In my opinion, I think you make the playoffs at 10 and seven. So you go three and three the rest of this year. I think you get into the playoffs. Uh, and we'll talk about the implications of that in a minute. But let's start with this week. And let's start with something that is very possible this week, boys. And I'm going to throw it on the screen. But there is a chance we see number 15. Let's go. For the Cleveland wow. Browns this week. Let's go. Joe motherfucking Flacco. This is so weird. So, so look, at, look at that picture. 
Hope his legs are working. So weird. His legs haven't worked in like three years. I know. <laughs> I don't know if he saw it on the slide. Uh, we down to our third string right tackle and our second string left tackle. Dude, you better run. This is just so weird, guys. Like It's weird. I like. I don't know. Like, I'm happy he's here, just like I was happy Dwayne Wade was here. But it was it was weird to me to see Dwayne Wade in a Cavs uniform. It was fucking weird for me to see Joe Flacco in a Browns uniform. Like, this is just weird. It's like having vanilla vanilla ice play your birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> but like heavy metal I, vanilla. That's ice, cool. Not like vanilla ice, here, like you remember cool. him. Heavy metal vanilla ice. Yeah, I think uh, the Ninja Turtles movie Vanilla Ice for sure. Yeah, doing the ninja rap DIY show vanilla ice. He's gonna come build you a porch to have your birthday party on, and then (laughs) (laughs) and then then play heavy metal. He's gonna build you a porch. Uh, No, listen, I I would be very excited to hear that DTR is back. Uh, One reason, uh, and I I just did the doghouse uh, about an hour and a half ago, and and my guest Jake Ellen Bogan covers the Rams said that the Rams have really struggled with mobile quarterbacks this year. And so it'd be really nice to have DTR back because that dude can use his legs a little bit. But not many players have returned one week after going out in the concussion protocol to play the following week. That doesn't happen very often. And I do not think you're going to see P.J. Walker play another snap for the Cleveland Browns unless Joe Flacco starts this week and gets hurt. Let's and then go. you might see PJ Walker again. Yeah. Design so, quarter, design quarterback draws Joe Flacco. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Look at Dan Wise said read option with Joe Flacco. Nobody will see it coming. <laughs> Nobody will see they it. They won't. Coming. I mean, that's true. They won't. <laughs> yeah. How fast do you think Aaron Darnold can track him down? I, I'll tell you what, though. Like, I'm, I don't think Joe Flacco is going to come out and throw 24 for 30 for 320 yards and three touchdowns. But do I think Joe Flacco can be the guy that just comes out and and protects the ball much better than P.J. Walker does and keeps the Browns offense on the field long enough to allow them to score a few points and put their defense in a position to slam the door on a game? I think Joe Flacco could do that. I I think anytime this guy's on the field and there's Browns uniforms in the vicinity – he has the game of his life. So hopefully when he's wearing one, something kind of rubs off. Remember he was orchestrating that jets come back or not orchestrating kind of given away. Jets come back last year. Yeah. Remember that? That was Joe Flacco. Um, I I think we could relive countless horrible games against the Ravens that he, uh, maestroed. Also shut the fuck up. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm just saying, I hope the guy's still got something in the tank. I also to at least help bowl. us instead of he giving us a, misery like he's done for the past fifteen to five hundred years. He also won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. You remember that, uh, where he beat the Browns I, twice in that year. I also heard he was watching the drive and the fumble. Maybe we should, you know, I heard he watched those on TV as a kid. <laughs> That's sweet. Let's talk about that. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, this is why. I mean, I, I feel a lot better with him than PJ Walker. I mean, this is oh, this is hundred percent. This is why everybody was. This is why I was just begging them to go get somebody like this. I mean, I knew the options weren't great. I mean, none of none of them, no, none of the options were going to set the world on fire for me. But Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco doesn't make me go. Mm, I'd rather have PJ Walker. No, not at all, <laughs> not at all. So I feel a lot better going into this game if DTR is out with Joe Flacco a quarterback than I do with PJ Walker. PJ Walker, PJ Walker did the Josh Dobbs. It's what Josh Dobbs is doing right now. The real true 
backup backup quarterbacks and, and and i don't know that pj walker is even a backup quarterback and to be honest with you i don't know that josh dobbs is a backup quarterback i think they are third quarterback candidates this is what they do it's what they always do we see it year after year we see some guy come out and play one or two really good games pj walker didn't even play one or two really good games he was just okay for the browns and hey. Look at what Tommy and, DeVito's doing in the, at the Giants. Hey, huh? hey Tommy, Tommy doing? Hey. Oh, God, he's becoming my favorite character ever in the NFL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should just talk like that. Anytime we talk about Tommy DeVito and the Giants, we got to go into that. Oh, for sure. It is. It's, hey. like AJ, it's like AJ Soprano grew up to be an NFL quarterback. Do you see his like family when they shoot to him in the stands? Yeah. <laughs> They're all just... The biggest hey Tommy, ever. that's a good what? throw. That's a meatball hey, of a throw. Hey Donnie, out there, Tommy. hey Donnie, did you see? Did you see that throw to Saquon? Huh? <laughs> you see that? That's my boy. That throw. <laughs> that's my son. Hey, hey, you say one more bad thing about my Tommy, and I'm gonna come in there and break your legs. Hey, you Fonza Nook, <laughs> you shut your mouth over there <laughs> when you're talking about my son. Hey, that's Tommy DeVito up there. You know what I'm talking? Tommy DeVito is going to throw four touchdowns up your ass if you keep talking that way. Shut your mouth when you talk. You shut your mouth when you're talking about my son, and then like everybody knows him. He's like, "Sorry, Mr. DeVito." (laughs) This is a perfect quarterback for a Jersey team, though. Like it is just the the deli later. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So listen, uh, I said this before, and I and I'll throw it to you guys, and then I want to talk about just kind of the outlook on the season, but. I feel like this Rams game is not a pushover game. The Rams are playing pretty well right now. They yeah. just smoked the Cardinals. They beat the Seahawks the week before that. Uh, Matt Stafford's looking pretty good. They've got this Kyron Williams dude that has played really well for them at running back. And you've got to deal with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and, and Tyler Higby. It's a pretty good Rams team. And you're still, t- we haven't even talked about Aaron Donald and that Rams defense, which is decent. Uh, they're not great, but they're decent. So I'm not real comfortable going on the road, uh, especially if Joe Flacco starts. But I will say if DTR gets cleared out of the concussion protocol, I feel much better about this game. And again, that just goes back to the growth that we've seen from DTR. But uh, boys, how do you feel about this game against the Rams? I would love to see Denzel Ward back for this game. (laughs) I think uh, I I think. I think he is back for this. I don't know if they've announced it. Yet, I don't. But. I don't think it's been announced. I mean, well, they came out yet. with a they came out with the Rams depth chart, and he's number one on it. So, yeah. You mean the um, Browns depth chart? Well, the Browns depth chart for the Rams game. Yeah. Oh. Shut up. I mean, you could see you could see what kind of void he leaves on this team when he's on on the on the field. I mean, he is just an incredible talent, and it's it just doesn't look like the same defense without him out there. Um. I I think for the game, I I, I think they're going to be in Matt Stafford's face enough to make him n- not be good. <laughs> like, he's not as mobile as he was a couple years ago. He's getting older. I think if you can get some pressure, as long as you're not playing the, you know, kind of dink and dump kind of game on us, and, and uh, I don't know. That was a horrible analysis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but, but but guys, look at the games the Browns have played and look at the quarterbacks they've played against and look at the ones that, that have kind of affected them a little bit, right? Look at uh, Gardner Minshew. 
In that game, the Colts scored 38 points. Gardner Minshew ran, didn't he run for two touchdowns in that game? Gardner Minshew was using his legs all over the Browns in that game. Look at Lamar Jackson, the first game, using his legs against the Browns. Look at uh, uh, even Kenny Pickett a little bit. Look at what Russell Wilson did against the Browns. The Browns, in the games that they've struggled a little bit defensively, they've struggled a little bit defensively against really fast mobile quarterbacks. And I, and I know Gardner Minshew isn't a really fat, but the guy likes to run. He runs. And when he gets in trouble, he's slippery and he gets out of the pocket. That's well, yeah, especially struggling. when he falls out of his jock strap. Matt, so, Matt Stafford. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jan. What? Listen, he does. The guy stretches pregame in a jock strap in the locker room. <laughs> he's a weird dude, but, you know, maybe it makes him more aerodynamic. I don't know, but he looks fast. <laughs> uh, Matt Stafford is not going to run the football. He is not running anywhere. So uh, I, I'm with you, Joe. I, 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 I do feel like I feel like the Cleveland Browns front, assuming Miles Garrett's feeling good. But even if he's not, man, if you're sending, that's the nice thing about the depth they built on this team this year. Even if Miles isn't 100%, you still got Okoronko. You got Zadarius. You got those inside boys all getting pressure on, on Matt Stafford. I really, I feel like he's going to feel the pressure in this game. And is, I, feel like, it- I feel like he has to for the Browns to win. Is a one-armed Miles Garrett? Is a one-armed Miles Garrett better than no Miles Garrett? Yes. Yeah, because fair, because fair team, question. People, no, no, well, no. because team teams still have to teams have to. If he's on the field, you have to know exactly where he is, whether he's feeling a hundred percent or not. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I'll even take a no-armed Miles Garrett. Like if he lost both of his arms. <laughs> He would be pretty slippery, I bet. <laughs> like I would, I would. He can he, the the bend he'd be able to get around the edge. And can you just, just picture Miles just diving headfirst into somebody and just headbutting him down to the ground? Just straight the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, your arms off. No, yeah. it isn't. Um. So, uh, yeah. As far as the Rams go, uh, and you know the Rams' offense goes, the, the the guy I'm worried about most is Kyron Williams. I mean, he's have he's having himself yeah. a great year. Uh, and so I, I, I really, I, I wish Anthony Walker would be back. I mean, you guys mentioned Denzel Ward, Anthony Walker is the guy I would really love back, uh, uh to play against this run, because like I said, Kyron Williams is, is probably arguably the best weapon on this Rams offense this year, whether he's out of the backfield catching balls or, or he's running the football. So yeah, I, 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 I really think they got to concentrate on him. I think they'll be able, they'll be fine getting pressure on Stafford. That's, I, I don't think that's any big deal at all. Stafford's not going to be able to elude any rush. Um, you know, it's not going to give these receivers time to get open, but you know, Kyron Williams is the guy that scares me the most on this Rams offense. So if you can contain him, I think you win this football game easily. This is the game where I'd love to see the Browns. You know, the Browns, I think have done such a good job of bouncing in and out of man versus zone coverage all year long. Hasn't resulted in a ton of turnovers. Their turnover margin margin isn't great, but that's also because you've had PJ Walker playing quarterback a lot and he loves turning the ball over. Uh, but, uh, This is one of those games where I'd like to see them lean a little more heavily on that man because as good as Cooper Cup and as good as Puka Nakua have been uh, and as good as Tyler Higby is at at the tight end, man, I think these are guys you can man up on. I think these are guys that you can bully around a little bit. uh, And and especially if Denzel plays and you can line Denzel Denzel up on Cooper Cup primarily, uh, I'd love to see them run a little bit of a tight man. Uh, You know, obviously flash in some zone coverage there. Uh, to try to confuse Stafford, but don't give him anything easy. That's that's the thing I'm afraid of. 
that's what Matt Stafford did against the Cardinals. He kind of, the Cardinals took away any deep shots from the Rams and he kind of dink and dunked the, uh, the Cardinals down the field for like 37 points or whatever it was. I'd love to see the Browns take away the dink and dunk. Don't let Matt Stafford get the ball out of his hands in two seconds or less because he's just dinking and dunking everywhere. Give your pass rush a chance to get there. Line those defensive backs up, tight cover man, and give those give those de- uh, defensive linemen a chance to get in and get to Matt Stafford. And I think, I think you can hold. I mean, I really do feel like you look at the way this Rams offense has gone up and down throughout the course of the year. I think you can hold this offense to to 13, 14 points and give yourself a real chance to win the game. Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, boys, let's talk about. Real quick, let's just talk about season outlook. We've done it. We did the schedule game uh, early in the year. Obviously, that was under the assumption that Deshaun Watson was going to play and Nick Chubb was going to play and all that stuff. So our 12-win seasons, our 13-win seasons, probably out the window at this point. I'd be shocked if the Browns won their next six games. But, yeah, you never know. You never know. Uh, But let's talk about those next six games. The remaining schedule at the Rams this week, back at home, for two weeks in a row against the Jaguars and the Bears, and the Browns have been really good at home, uh, go to the Texans, come home for the Jets, and then go to the Bengals. And you're talking about a Bengals team that's going to have uh, a really bad quarterback. You're talking about a Jets team that's going to have a really bad quarterback. Uh, and you're talking about, again, the Bears at home, the Jags at home. Um, talk about the outlook for this team. And where do you kind of see these next six games knowing they're seven and four and knowing they probably got to get three more wins out of that schedule to make the playoffs. Where do you see the schedule going? Do you think they get those three wins? Do you think they get more than three or do you think they're going to go on a slide because of everything that's happened? Can we assume a fully healthy DTR in this scenario? Um, I don't know that you can. I, I think you have yeah. to, you, we got to just look at it, at it as it is. Yeah, that's tricky. <laughs> um, look, I think I think your best chances here are going to be the Rams, Jets, Bengals, uh, for ones that you could hopefully for sure chalk up as a win. I think I think the Rams, uh, while they're doing well, I think that's actually a pretty good matchup for the Browns. Uh, I worry about the Texans. I know you said they're streaky, but I mean the. They've been surprising this year, and I mm-hmm. would be afraid to underestimate that team. We're in in uh, Houston for that game. Um, I think the Jags is probably the hardest game on the schedule coming up. I mean, um, I don't think that they're an elite team, but they always have a uh, you know a threat to score a lot of points. Um, so, man, if, if you can scrape away three wins out of the schedule, I think it's totally doable. Um, and that's all you can hope for, but it's, it's going to really come down to health of the team. I, I'm, but every, every team's dealing with that right now. Um, he's got to hope that, you know, we get the right guys healthy and try. I think they beat the Rams, uh, bears, jets, and, and, um, Oh, the bears, Bengals. The bears. and Bengals. Uh, so yeah, I think they get for that. Those are the four teams I, I feel most comfortable saying that they can win. Uh, I, I think they lose to the Jags, and I think they could lose to the Texans. Now, could they beat the Texans? Yeah, they could. They could. 
Um, but it's, I think that game is, is more of a coin flip the way they, especially with the way the Texans have been improving. Uh, so that game is getting closer and closer to a coin flip for me, but yeah, I mean, the, the Jets and, and Bengals have way worse. I mean, it, they might be low scoring games. I don't know. We might blow them out, but they have, regardless of who's behind center for us, the rest of the year, uh, the Jets and the Bengals have way worse quarterback play than, than we're, than we're going to have the rest of the year. Uh, so I think we, I think we beat them. Um, uh, and the bears, the bears is going to be tough, a little bit of tough sledding, uh, just because, and I know people aren't going to want to hear this, but we're not going to be able to run the football very effectively against the bears. Okay. So just, just <laughs> put that in your mind now. Okay. The bears have, fans game. Yeah. The bears, the bears have the number two rush defense in the league. Surprising. I know. So, uh, but I still think they're, that they're going to be able to win that game. So yeah, f- four teams, I, I see four wins teams left on the schedule that I can comfortably say that we're going to win. I probably feel that same way, Chad, but I don't know that I'm going to pick again. I think actually this game this week is the toughest one on the schedule for the Browns. Well, sure. I really, I really do. I think, I think the Rams are playing pretty well. I think they're healthier than they've been in a minute. I think Matt Stafford's mm-hmm. playing well. Kyron Williams, again, remember Kyron Williams missed a big chunk of the season and their offense when he plays is way better than when he doesn't play. And so I think this week's game against the Rams might be the toughest game mm. they have a left on schedule. I love the fact that they have the Jags at home. That to me is not an automatic loss for the Browns. I know the Jags are a pretty good football team, but well, at yeah. home, the Cleveland Browns are a good football team. And that defense I think is going to eat against the Jags, the bears, the Texans. Yeah. that I do not. I know how I know CJ Stroud. I love CJ Stroud. I love, I love the fact that that Ohio state quarterback is making that kind of noise his rookie year. And I love how good he's looked. He has not played anybody even close to the Cleveland Browns defense. It's not look at the schedule for the Texans hadn't even been close to what he's going to see against the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I legitimately think the Browns still have, I think they have five real winnable games on the schedule left. Yeah, sure. We'll see. And I don't yeah. care if you want to give the one to the Rams. I don't care if you want to give the one to the Jags. I don't care if you want to give to the one to the Texans. I don't think they're going to go six and oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, I think every game, if especially if DTR is healthy, especially if DTR is healthy, I think every game on that, I think the Jags are a soft team. I think the Texas you're you're going to put a rookie quarterback in front of this Browns defense. Goodbye. I Well, that's also assuming that this is going to be a fully healthy Browns defense that we see that that we put in front of them. 100%. No, listen, Chad, my tone changes. My tone changes if Miles Garrett misses 4 weeks of the season. My yeah. tone changes if Jeremiah Wusukoromoa takes an injury. My tone changes if Grant Delpit takes an injury. Obviously, but even as it sits, if DTR is your starting quarterback, I, I, I might give the Browns five more wins. I know that's crazy. I know that's crazy, but I'm looking at the schedule going and I, and I really think I, I, I I'm still going to feel pretty good about the season, even if the Browns lose this week. Yeah. All right. Well, let's I, move on. I do, the Browns are exhausting I, to talk about. <laughs> I do think this week is their toughest one. All right. We can move on. We, right, we can move on Chad. All right. So why don't we go to, uh, let's just go around the NFL real quick. Cause there's, there's some fun storylines around the NFL. I want to get into a little college football. We want, we want to do our game. So uh, I'll, I'll speed us up here a little bit, Chad. Uh, but I do want to go around the NFL a little bit because, um, man, look at this fucking asshole. 
Did you guys see the comments from this guy? No. From David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I Uh-oh. saw some about they wanted to originally draft Stroud. <laughs> who just who just uh, canned Frank Reich? And oh God, I I don't I don't know in two years if I've ever been happier to have uh, Jimmy Haslam as an owner. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> this guy got up in front. This dude got up in front of the media and the world, the country in the NFL, and was like, yeah, uh, we we, uh, we could have gone with CJ. We're, we're pretty comfortable with, with Bryce Young, though, and uh, we're, we're confident in that. We, you know, I just felt like we had to make a change, and uh, like, oh, this guy was so bad. This guy's got his fingers, and he doesn't. Oh, that's what he talked about. He goes, he goes, well, I'm the ultimate. Like he was like, I could, there could be a consensus as to like, maybe we had the number one overall pick and everybody wanted CJ Straub. But if I want Bryce young, we're taking Bryce young, but fucking what? So you wanted Bryce young. What? He also looks like the air traffic controller who is also a Senator from (laughs) diehard. Well, diehard too. Oh my God. Yes. And uh, Joe, you already put it up, but I'm going to put it back up. There was also a story that um, he was watching a Browns game and he saw the Browns run a specific play and he drew it up on like a napkin and gave it to his offensive coordinator and said, I want you to run this play. For fuck's sake. Who the fuck do you think you are? That's worse than Jerry Jones. That's way worse than Jerry Jerry Jones. Jones. Yeah. That's a a tough, a tough one to beat too. Dave Tepp. Dave Tepp, not a good dude. Not yeah. a good dude. Not uh, a good dude. Boys, what um here's a good here's a great question. Six and six on the season. What's wrong with the Bills? God, I <laughs> that's tough, man. I, it's I think- it's something internally. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Be- go ahead, Joe. It's got I mean, they've they're losing heartbreaking games. Like they're not even just like getting I feel like it'd be better if they got blown out a couple times. But they're losing these like down to the wire, like they're in it, and then they something lapses on one side of the ball, the other. And uh yeah, I agree with you, Chad. I think I think there's something internal going on. I mean, clearly there's very loud unhappiness from Stefan Diggs, um, which doesn't help anybody when you have a wide receiver that's vocal about that to everybody. Um yeah, go on, Chad. Oh no! I mean, that's I mean, it started in the off season. Stephon Diggs was wasn't happy. Supposedly they worked it out, but then I mean, then you you, know, you fire your offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey in the middle of the season, which which you had so much success with last season. And then uh, I don't think I don't think the upset that Stephon Diggs was really kind of went away. I th- I think they might have just swept it under the rug because there's obviously something going on with this team internally that you can't see because they have all the talent in the world on the field, uh, offensively and defensively. So, yeah, there's just something that's just not right. I, I can't really pinpoint it, but, like, structurally, it's it's there's something going on with the Bills that no one's talking about. Yeah, I, there's there's – I don't know exactly what it is, but there's another element. Josh Allen is Josh Allen this year has been the quarterback that they worried about when he came out of the draft. He's going to make a lot of risky throws. He turns the ball over a ton. He's not going to be the smartest player. His first several years in the league, Josh Allen 
kind of avoided that. He was he was much smarter and much better at controlling the ball and controlling the game than anybody thought. And now this year, it's that 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 the negatives on him coming out of the draft, the reason teams didn't want to take him coming out of the draft are coming out all of a sudden. And I don't know what the explanation for that is because we're not just like one or two years into the league. We're talking about 2018. Right. Well, yeah. It's got to be. Season. Well, his first gotta, year was terrible. Yeah, but it's, it's got to be something internal. Like you just don't. He's had too many successful years as a quarterback. Yeah. Too many really good years to then all of a sudden be like, oh, well, maybe he's not working out. No, no, no. This this guy is a very high-tier talent quarterback. There's got to be some coaching going on. You know, maybe he's not prepared. Maybe there's just bad chemistry with the receivers now for whatever reason. Um, something, something has flipped in there for sure. Yeah. All right. That was my little around the NFL. Uh, oh, last thing, boys. We got six weeks left of the regular season. Who's the Super Bowl favorite right now? Who do you who do you have winning the Super Bowl? In the AFC, I have no idea who's going to be there. I think the AFC is wide open. Um, Birds. Joey thinks the Eagles. <laughs> so, and you think the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. There'd be part of that. Uh, again, knowing that I do not think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh be part of that. That'd be pretty cool to see Jason Kelsey get a Super Bowl ring. That would yeah. be pretty cool. Uh, uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we get off everything altogether Browns related. Oh, shut up, Chad. Uh, what? Let's go to the end of this season and tell me your feelings on each of these situations. Okay, just real quick, Chad. Tell me your feeling if the Browns miss the playoffs. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that's hard to predict right now. Uh, because if it's, if it turns out to be, you know, an injury plagued, you know, we're, we're missing a, a ton of guys last, you know, six weeks of the season. I'm like, you know, we end up like, I don't know, eight, and nine or whatever. Then I'm going to be like, well, I mean, what was, what, what it could have been, you know, and, and it will give me hope going into next year. You know, if, if everybody's healthy and then they still, you know, lose some games, end up eight and nine, nine and eight, whatever, then I think I'll feel a lot more disappointment. Um, you know, obviously if they make the playoffs, I'll be ecstatic. So, yeah, I mean, there's just a wide range of emotions and there's too many games left to me to really kind of give you a, a solid feeling on what I'm going to feel. Joe, what, what do you say if the Browns make the playoffs, but just get beat up the first week, like make the playoffs out the first week? I'll be shocked if they make the playoffs, but I hope they do. Uh, so if they just get into that game, then I'll be ecstatic. They can get they can get kicked to the curb uh, at that point. But if they make the playoffs, I, I think that's a win given the circumstances of the offense this year. All right, and then last thing, uh, because again, I don't think a lot of people see it going much further than this. But what what would you say if the Browns won a playoff game? I'd be disappointed. What, what's the Woo-hoo! conversation going to be? What's the conversation? Uh, how did we do that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at yeah. that. All right, let's move off the NFL. Uh, we're going to break it up here in the middle, and then we're going to get to a little college football. We're going to get to a little game. We're going to play a little draft. Uh, but we've got to do our asshole of the week. Uh, so let's talk about asshole of the week. If you're new to the Garage Pierce podcast, our asshole of the week is 
just a group or somebody, one person, and uh, a group of people that just have been assholes this week that deserve to get called out. And so uh, I'll start us off on the asshole of the week. My asshole of the week, people that celebrate injuries on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Astounding to me that every time I see somebody get hurt, you know, like a, like DTR gets hurt. And we, and there's there's people on Twitter that are like, huh, the Deshaun Watson curse continues. You guys deserved it. I'm like, man, D- this kid's got a concussion. What are we doing here? Like, or, or, I just, there's never a time, ever, ever. I don't care if it's TJ Watt. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson. There's never a time that I would get on the internet and be like, yes, that guy is hurt. I'm super excited for it. But every time it happens, I see it. Every time it happens, I see somebody talking shit about, no, Pat Shea, Pat Shea in the comments says, what about Minka? No, I'm not excited Minka's hurt. I don't, I don't celebrate these guys' injuries. Nobody should celebrate these guys' injuries. There isn't a single player that I would be like, yeah, I'm glad that guy got hurt. I don't know why people are like this. I don't, uh, would you, would you do that anywhere else? Anywhere else would you be like, hey, Ted from work, who I don't really like. Ha! Ted stepped off the curb funny and tore his meniscus. What? A, yeah, so glad that happened. No. I mean, depends no. on what kind of guy you were. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Patche. Patche also wants to know if I celebrated Bin Laden. Yes. Yeah, I celebrated that one. I did celebrate. <laughs> oh, well, Mike, why? You, how can you say that? You don't celebrate these guys, does you? <laughs> Double standards, I, Mike. Double standard. Double, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm playing both sides of the fence. Sorry, we didn't know that there were those two people were on the same level. I'm yeah. not even going to say I, that. In. I do not like people that celebrate injuries on on Twitter. That is my asshole of the week. That's Chad, good. well, who's yours? Uh, I'm going to go with Roman Wilson, uh, calling out people's toughness. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I get oh, it. He, get, yeah. I, I, I get it. He gets to brag that you know, you know, that Michigan beat Ohio State for the third year in a row. And fine, you should be. You should brag about that. But to call out people's toughness, especially when you didn't really do a whole lot during the game, except for get a touchdown ripped out of a phantom touchdown ripped out of your hands, which should have been an interception because you never had control over it anyway. Uh, when that's like the only thing you did. And sure, you know, last year, uh, you know, the last two years or whatever. Yeah, the the, the Michigan out physical uh, Ohio State at the line of scrimmage this year. That was not the case. So it was not the case. This was a battle this year. So you don't call out. But moral of the story, don't call out people's toughness and don't be a tough guy when you didn't re- you're you're not really tough yourself. All right. Joey, asshole of the week. Man, first of all, what a week in the NHL. Uh yeah. Chad, is your cheers gonna be NHL related? Because I'll skip that. No, it's not. Okay. First of all, you had a game misconduct. It, it was Ottawa Game misconduct. First, there it was game misconduct. Sorry. Yeah. Ottawa Senators versus Florida Panthers. <laughs> they gave a game misconduct to everybody, everybody. on the ice. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody <laughs> on the ice. Yeah. So they panned the benches, and there's like one and a half lines that you could switch out with yeah. for the rest of the game. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the other side, my most hated player, I think currently in all sports, is Corey Perry. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw the news, but he has been asked to take a leave 
from the Chicago Blackhawks, and they have come out and said, if he clears waivers, we will be immediately terminating his contract. And the rumor, and again, this is a rumor, not confirmed. Obviously, the Blackhawks won't confirm anything because they like to sweep things under the rug. Rumor is that he's uh, having relations with Connor Bedard's mom during a mom yeah! with the team. <laughs> and so Corey Perry walked himself right out of her bedroom into the unemployment line. And uh, no shot that the Blackhawks aren't going to take the Bedard's, uh, Connor Bedard side on this situation. So they just eliminated that cause. So imagine, imagine yeah, going up to the, one. imagine going up to the number one pick in the draft and not just the number one pick in the draft, but I don't know you guys, Connor Bedard's the number one pick since who? Like the, 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 Jimmy Crosby? Connor McDavid. No, Connor McDavid. Oh, Connor McDavid. Probably. You're right. Yeah. So we're talking about a guy that is expected to be generationally talented. Yep. We're talking about a guy that a franchise is going to build around. And you, first of all, what's Connor Bedard's mom doing? What, you what are you doing? doing, mom? What are you doing, mom? Get out of that business. And, oh. and yeah, Corey Perry. He married. He gone. Married. He gone. He gone. Uh, listen, listen I, Connor Bedard's mom, I would. Look at, I mean, look. <laughs> look at, I mean, I don't blame him. Look at <laughs> Like, just looking up a picture. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Oh, no. Hold on, wait, I gotta look it up. It's justified. Uh, I'm fading Corey Perry. Uh, I mean, no, don't do that. <laughs> I've hated Corey uh, Perry ever since the Winter Classic game, Preds versus the uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, and he took just an egregious elbow elbow. Why can't I talk tonight? Yeah. What is happening? I don't know. The words are not, I haven't even drank a lot of beer. Um, it took an elbow to Ryan Ellis's face. That was the most horrific, like intentional injury I've ever seen in my life. And so I've hated him ever since that. And to see him, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a success for him or like an extreme failure, uh, but he's an asshole. I'm very, I'm very much an eh on Mrs. Bedard. What are we talking about here? Oh, we got, we got iPad photo. Oh, Those are just her eyes. There it is. I'm an eh on, on Senora it's Bedard. All right. It's all right. I'm an eh. Yeah. I it's mean, right. I'm not risking, I'm not risking my career. Corey, I'm not risking Corey my Perry's career. Not a, Corey Perry's not a 10, so. Corey, listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah. Corey Perry's had a long enough to career to where he can risk it. So <laughs> he's yeah, going to be fair. just that's fine. Fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. Those are our assholes of the week. You guys let us know if you have any more. Let's keep moving on with this show as I, uh, we don't want to go too terrible long here tonight. Uh, boys, we got to talk about the next topic. The other big thing that happened in sports this weekend and fucking, it also sucks to talk about. But the Ohio State Buckeyes, for the third season in a row, the Ohio State Buckeyes lose uh, to Michigan uh, in the big house in the biggest Ohio State-Michigan game, well, since last year, uh, and certainly one of the, probably one of the three biggest games and the that only. has ever happened between these two teams. Uh, and Ohio State, again, just straight folds under pressure. I mean, that that is what happened yeah. in this in this Michigan game. Ohio State again under Ryan Day folds under the pressure of this game. 
Ohio State had a chance to punch their ticket to Indianapolis to play Iowa to punch their ticket to the playoff, which again, the playoff is still not out of reach for Ohio State, but they had a chance to take it. They had a chance to control it. And instead, we are left here for another season, hoping that enough teams lose to get Ohio State into the postseason. And frankly, at this point, to be honest with you guys, I hope they don't fucking get it. I hope they are not rewarded again for losing in this game. And you could talk about you can talk about quarterbacks, you can talk about defense, you can talk about schemes, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. But I'm gonna tell you what, their leader has folded in this game three years in a row. Their leader has folded in this game three years in a row. I hated, I hated the way Ryan Day called this game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A switch needs to flip. If they're going to keep Ryan Day around, a switch needs to flip. He coaches scared, and it, it, when when everything there's everything to lose, but then but then when you get to, when you sneak into the playoffs and nobody's giving you a chance, chance against Georgia, it's balls to the wall, and you see exactly what this team can be. So yeah, so if they're going to keep Ryan Day around, he needs to he needs to self scout, self evaluate, take a long hard look in the mirror. Uh, do go to therapy, get whatever mental health work you need done uh, to be able to switch things up because the intensity again for the third straight year was not there. He just, they just do not. I I mean, it's the kind of shit. This is the kind of shit Harbaugh was doing uh, in the middle of getting in in the middle of getting his ass kicked by urban Meyer. This is the kind of exactly the kind of shit he was doing. It's like, it's just another game to these guys. And it's just, it's not, it's, it's not, I know, I know, People outside of the rivalry don't think like don't think about it like that. But if, if you know the history, this is just this it, it, you you hate Michigan. Michigan hates Ohio State, and you need to play like that to be able to be successful in this game. And Ryan and Ryan Day and his teams just don't do that. Boys, it's stunning to watch the disparity between the two coaches and how these games get coached. Yeah. Michigan at this point. The last three years, Michigan is out there just free-flowing their game. And they're not coaching scared, and they're going for it in fourth and short situations, and they're being smart. They're not being stupid. They're being smart about the way they play. They, they're, they're calling plays. But they are they are just free-flowing this game. And I, I'm going to tell you what. I knew Ohio State lost. I tweeted it. I knew Ohio State lost the game when they were at midfield on fourth and one, and they punted the ball. I knew yeah. that they lost the game on that play. What are we fucking doing out here? Sure. You're in Michigan. You're in Michigan. You are, first of all, your punter sucks. So it's not even like you've got a chance to pin them deep. They're not going to pin them deep. Your punter blows. You're in Michigan. And, and like you said, Chad, everything is on the line. Everything is on the line. Yeah. So the fact that you're fourth and one at midfield, go for it. If you trust it, the, 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 the comments after the game are, Oh, well, we trust our defense. No, if you trust your defense, give Michigan the ball at midfield. If Michigan makes a good play, cool. Give them the ball at midfield, turn them over and let's go again. That's what you do. If you trust your defense, that's what you do. If you trust your defense, what it says is you don't trust shit about your offense and you're scared shitless. Ryan day, in this game for three consecutive years is scared shitless of this matchup. Yeah. And it's pissing me off. And I stand up for Ryan day a lot because I find it really hard 
to talk a lot of shit about a guy that doesn't ever lose games except for this one. But he coaches this game scared shitless. It's John Cooper again. Yeah. It's John Cooper again. And the sooner they figure it out, the sooner they got to they gotta move on from this. I'm not saying they got to fire Ryan Day. He's got to figure this out, though, because if they do this again next year, if they do this again next year, then I'm call, I'm, then we're doing this. We're going to call gone. for a new coach. For sure. What is go? Why are you scared of this game? Right. You he can tell be. it's. You can tell, boys. His demeanor is different in this game. Yeah. He, the way he's the way he, they every time they show him, he looks different. Yeah. He looks different. Deer in his the headlights. Eye, he's got a he's got a different look in his eyes. Yes, Chad. Deer in the yeah. headlights. A hundred percent. This dude is afraid of this matchup. It's the first time we've seen it since Cooper, and it's not going to work. This boy's got Ryan Day's got to get it figured out because if he does it again, Joe, you said it right. If he does it again, Ohio State's looking for a new coach next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think without question, I don't think that's it. I think you barely make it to next year. You can't do that four years in a row, though. It's just it's a matchup that literally means everything to this program, yeah. and it's a matchup that generally determines whether you're in the playoffs or not each year. If it's they made do. Me, it's made me realize. It's made me realize that I would rather have. I'd rather have Ohio State lose 34 to 14. But have it because Ohio State went balls to the wall and just wasn't successful. Right? Like fourth and short, third and short, whatever, taking shots down the field. I'd rather have them call that game plan and say, hey, listen, we went for it. We went balls to the wall. It didn't work. Michigan beat us. It is what it is. I'd rather have that that have this close game where you really ne- the, the problem with this game is that it was close, but you still never really felt like Ohio state was going to win it. Right. That right. pisses me up more than anything. It's like he coached it to be close. He right. coached this game to be close. Should they, should they get rewarded and get into the playoffs? The only, the only, the only way I would be happy about it. I know. I mean, obviously, I'd be fine with it. I mean, I'll have to. Well, of course, of sure. Course. But uh, the only way I, I I want them if they get in, if I want them to play Michigan for the Natty, I do. Yeah. I I want them to play Michigan for the Natty. That's it. That's it. Face your fears with literally everything on the line. I mean, literally, literally everything that could possibly in college football that you could possibly be fighting for with everything on the line and then see if it goes balls to the wall there, because obviously the regular season matchup doesn't mean a whole lot. Let's see it. Let's see if you, you, let's see if you can face your greatest fear and win a natty and go balls to the wall. That's the only, that's the only way I'll be, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want. I do want to give a shout out to former Ohio state linebacker, Joshua Perry. I reached out to him today. I didn't hear back from him, but, uh, um, I loved the rant that he went on. I don't know if you've seen it, but look it up on Twitter. Joshua Perry, look it up. He went on an absolute tear because before this game, he, and and this happened last year too. Ohio state is, it's what Michigan was doing. All of a sudden, Ohio state, all these players, Kyle McCord, that's just another game. Right. Right. Just another game that Ohio state players didn't used to say that. No, Ohio State players used to say, "No, this is the Michigan game. This means more. This saw, means more." You saw Philly okay. Brown. Philly Brown on Instagram said, "Urban implanted it in your head every single day how much you hate that team." Remember, and then were, yeah, 
Chad, we, our good friend on this podcast is Mo Hall. Yeah. Mo Hall comes on with us literally anytime we ask him. It's great. They, Jim Tressel, practiced a play every single practice for the year. The year Ohio State won the national championship <laughs> under Jim Tressel. Every single practice for a year they practiced a play. He never ran it, but he was practicing it for the Michigan game. And it was the Mohal touchdown that secured the win that sent Ohio State to the national championship. Yep. That's yep. what that's what Jim Tressel did. That's what Urban Meyer did. Ryan Day's got to figure out this shit isn't just another game. This is the game, and they should talk about it that way. This game means more than the Penn State game. This game means more than the Notre Dame game. This game means more than any other game on the schedule, and you're going to lose your job because of this. Right. Right. Figure it out. Pisses me off. All right. And Irvin did it in between storylines of Coke at the sorority houses. So, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Irvin did uh, it before going people's fish oil. deep into a, uh, yeah. <laughs> checking people's oil. All right, boys. So, I do want to do a little quick check in on college football. Uh, the rankings came out today. The road to Houston, the college football playoffs, Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Washington goes to number three, Florida State now in. Uh, at number four, if all of those teams win out, if all those teams win this weekend, this will be, what'd you say? Oh, never mind. Yeah, they can. This will be the final four. If Washington beats Oregon, who is number five, then Washington's certainly in. If Washington loses to Oregon, Washington will drop out. Oregon will go in. So either Oregon or Washington is going to make the college football playoff. Florida State has uh, Louisville on their schedule. A good Louisville team. A decent Louisville team. If Florida State beats Louisville, they're in. Michigan's got to play Iowa. If Michigan wins, they're in, obviously. And then the, the, the real intriguing thing is Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Ohio, if you're an Ohio State fan, here's what you're hoping for. You're open for a Louisville win. Right. Because or it doesn't That's matter what happens. Right you're it doesn't matter between well, no, because you need uh you gotta figure out if 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 Washington wins, you're completely fine. But Washington will have a case if they lose. The same as Ohio State does. Yeah, uh, same case. If if Washington wins and Louisville wins, then Ohio State's next up, except for you still got to worry about if Texas, if Texas beats Oklahoma State, they'll jump Ohio State because they're next on that list. Yeah. If uh, Alabama, you got to be really worried about Alabama and Georgia. If Alabama uh, beats Georgia, Alabama will make it into the playoff, and I guarantee you so will Georgia. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So it seems to me this year – is much more of a long shot for Ohio State than like last year was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, certainly Louisville's got a shot without um, to beat Florida State without Jordan Travis in there at quarterback. Uh, so th- they have a shot. That that's the kind of 
biggest game uh, or the, the, the chance, the game that uh, has the most chance for a loss, the title game that has a chance for the uh, most loss. Iowa's obviously going to beat Michigan uh, 12, to, <laughs> 12, to, 12 to nine, 12 nine and to a half. nine, nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, nine and a half. Uh, the, the most intriguing game to me here is, is Washington and Oregon. I mean, that would, that thing came down to the wire the first time they played. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, Oregon has been, it seems to be playing their best football right now. And so, I mean, if they blow out Washington, maybe, maybe Ohio state jumps in, uh, you know, if, if Louisville beats Florida state, maybe they do, but I'm, I'm expecting another nail biter there. Yeah. And you've got to be worried about Bama too. I, I still think Georgia wins that football game, but you got to be worried about how, with how Bama's playing. But yeah. Sidebar, yeah. the end of that Iron Bowl. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Such a, that's always a good game. Yeah. To me, the biggest concern, uh, again, because I, I could see Louisville taking out Florida State, and that's yeah. fine. And I could see Washington or Oregon winning, and that's fine. But you to could me, see- the well, no. What you I, can see Washington I, or Oregon win. But, but I don't. I, again, I don't think that game matters in the scope of the Ohio State season. One of those teams is making the playoffs. Either Washington or Oregon is going to make the playoffs. Well, Whoever sure, wins but, that game is in. Sure. So, I, just think, I, I just think what the type of win could allow Ohio State to slip in. The two games that concern me are Georgia and Alabama. If Georgia wins that game, it's good for Ohio State. Yeah. But I. I think if Texas beats Oklahoma State, Texas jumps Ohio State. I I think I think if Texas beats Oklahoma State, Texas makes the playoff. Who's Texas is lost to? Oklahoma. Uh, oh, it is Oklahoma. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Who I work- think Oklahoma's ranked like number eleven. Yeah, I was saying like, that's a worse loss than than Ohio State's loss to Michigan. It is, but you know how this goes at the end of the year. It might be a worse loss, but they're also a conference champion at that point. Yeah, but that's never mattered in the past. This whole yeah. this whole criteria thing that they have is so arbitrary. It's just Is it uh, next year? Next year they switch? Next year it's twelve, yeah. Next year yeah, this isn't even God. a conversation. Yeah, next thank year. We'll I'm, I'm sick of this. I hate this conversation. Yeah. I mean, like you have to have it every year, but like, man. I do I do graphic courtesy out. of WCTV, by the way. Yeah, right. Do you guys know who's number nine in the playoff rankings? Uh, 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 Grand Valley State. No, close though. Did you guys know Missouri is number nine? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Fucking what? Where did that come from? <laughs> Missouri's been a top fifteen team since week like six, I think. Week seven. Uh, uh, where did they come from? Uh, out of nowhere. Out and of nowhere. and no and nobody talks about Missouri. Right. I know. Like, everybody's they- talking about Penn State and 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 Oklahoma and. And all these other teams that are in the top 10 to 12, I haven't heard one thing about Missouri all season. They are number nine in that ranking. Cody Schrader's a hell of a player. Outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. All right, boys. Uh, let's get into a little bit of fun before we get out of here. And right. let's do, we haven't done a draft in a while. Sure. Surge in the comments says, what is a Missouri? Um, Nobody knows. Nobody knows, but it's provocative and it gets the people going. <laughs> Uh, let's do. We haven't done a. You've seen Ozarks. You've seen the Ozark. All right. That's true. I have seen that, and it's great. Uh, let's do a draft, uh, and this was Chad's idea, and I love it. We're gonna. It's gonna be a three round draft. Yeah. And so it's a quick one. We're gonna draft nine things. Yeah. And you can. And we are. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'll, say, oh, I'll do. I'll say the, the rules. I'll mm-hmm. say the rules. 
We are drafting the greatest sports video game franchises of all time. But we are leaving out Madden. Because Madden is the greatest sports franchise of all time. So we're leaving that out. Nobody can draft Madden. Uh, Now you can draft. So here's what you're allowed to draft. You're allowed to draft a franchise. So if you want to draft a, a, a whole franchise, you can. Or you can draft a specific game. But we're picking three. Easy. Either the greatest sports franchises or the greatest sports video games of all time. Here's how the here's how the uh, the draft order came out. Joey's got the number one pick. Easy. I've got the number two pick. Nice. And Chad, you're going back to back with number three, and then we're gonna snake it back in the second round. Let's go. So Joe, you got the number one overall pick. Done. And it wasn't even gonna get taken, but it's going number one because it deserves it. Rocket League is the best sports game of all time. <laughs> Hands well, down. Oh my gosh. Outrageous. Playing soccer with cars is uh, insanely fun. I'm going to play it for two hours after this. Played it for an hour before this. Uh, it's so addicting. It's number one. It's number one. And I want it on that list because it deserves Joe, it. Joe, you could have taken that at fucking three. That's the worst fucking, that's the <laughs> no. worst pick. No, no, it deserves it. Deserves it. Oh, you won't shit. get my other two, anyways. What in the fuck did you just. <laughs> oh. If you've never, what did you it, just do? I did the right thing. What do you mean? If I've never played, I played it with you. Yeah, you you're suck. saying that's the number one greatest. Yeah, yeah, because the game sucks. What? <laughs> you're saying that's the greatest sports game of all time. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Oh, that's that's Easy. fucking Joe. Everybody. That all right. Well, that is, a, gonna, that is a take. I'm just gonna go. I I don't know how to respond to that. What Dan? Look at Dan Wise. Well, the draft is ruined. <laughs> It's only downhill from here. Surge MDC says Joe just drafted PJ Walker first overall. (laughs) I don't know what you just did, but it was wrong. All right. I'm going to go ahead and take a franchise. And if we can't take Madden, I'm going to take my favorite one outside of Madden. And it's coming back. It's coming back. Ah, And I'm so excited for it. Ah, And I'm so excited for it. The number two overall pick, because I can't believe this didn't get taken number one overall. Uh, I'm taking NCAA football, baby. The greatest. I think NCAA football might be better than Madden, to be honest with you. you bitch. And I I cannot wait. I cannot wait for them to redo that game in a more modern sense. Ball hair. The the, the band playing the fight songs in the background – the the college stadiums, the chants and the atmospheres, the playbook of read option plays. There is nothing better. There is nothing better than NCAA football. I'm taking that. I'm taking that with. It should have been number one overall, but Joe's a moron. But it's not. So I'm taking one. it with mine. Number two. All right, Chad, you get back to back picks. All right. Well, uh, God, fine. I'm going to take a franchise here. Uh, and by franchise, I only mean uh, it's ever made two games. Uh, uh, Tech Mobile. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm yes. gonna take Tech Mobile. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, I mean the fact that you could run all the way back into the back of your end zone and run out and throw a hundred yard pass <laughs> to yes. your other end zone. <laughs> what? 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 What's better than that? 
you know, you, there was. I mean, uh, if you, what's it, better than that? It's Bo Jackson. Cheap, yeah, cheap yeah. code Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, Walter Payton. All you have to do is zigzag down the fucking field and no one can Ooh. tackle you. Yeah, that, that's good, too. That's amazing, too. And then you went in the same. I mean, I, I miss Super Tech Mobile. Super Tech Mobile was the shit. Like, I don't think you can't find it anywhere. So Super Tech Mobile is uh is is my is my franchise that's my, that's my that's my that's my game yeah yep that's fine tech mobile so look at uh, oh, surge goes that's what browns that's what browns fans want to run just give it to your <laughs> running back and let him zigzag that shit down the field it works every time it works every time yeah yeah it's uh, so easy too and then i'm gonna take uh whew, god this is a tough one this is a tough one, uh, but I think I'm going to stick with old school. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to stick with old school and I'm going to play a little, I'm going to go with a little game called RBI baseball. Ooh, it's a great game. RBI baseball. You, you know, you, you throw the pitches. You could, you could have controlled it however you wanted to. Yep. If you wanted to throw a pitch in the dirt, you're going, beep, 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 beep. you could just skip it in there if you wanted to. <laughs> and then, and, but, and sometimes you would hit it though. Sometimes you would hear it, still hear the pink. <laughs> you hear, still hear the pink and then and then if it was a home run you knew it because the shadow got bigger and bigger and it just flew out of the park and it was just a great i mean you i don't know pitching with, with the likes of fernando valenzuela was amazing uh so yeah our rbi baseball man i'm going to RBI right. baseball. uh so that brings it back to me i've already got ncaa football and there's no this might be my this might be my favorite video game of all time. This started as an arcade game and then it moved into the console world. And now we're at a point where you can go to like Costco and buy like the little mini arcade version of it and just put it in your basement. And it's great. Uh, Boys, I'm taking NBA jam. NBA jam is one of the great games of all time. NBA jam, the, the, the booming voice in the background, he's heating up. Boom shakalaka, uh, the dunks, the the players in that game. Mark Price. Mark Price is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, of all time. You get Mark Price in that game, you're going to win every time you play because he's going to drain threes all game long. Uh, I love NBA Jam. And NBA Jam is such a party game, too. Like, you can go to one of those, like, uh, uh, arcade bars and just sit there and play NBA Jam all night. And have the greatest time. I love NBA Jam. I'm glad to have it on my team. Okay, Joe. Am I up? Oh, God. Let's see what Joe Yeah, here, here we go. All right. Serge, Serge actually took mine in the comments here, but I'm doing it anyways. Uh, Tiger Woods, PGA Tour. There you 2005 go. specifically. Okay, you can take incredible it. Incredible year. But we can take the Tiger Woods franchise. I think they're all pretty similar. Hell yeah. But Great man, game. Those games are electric. So much better than your first pick. So good. The bars would come down. We always call it in in the newer one. I think it's Rory McIlroy. That's the like the cover guy for it now. Yes. That was the last one I got. And uh, when you would do like a super like like super hard drive, it would go into like this Bose headphone cutscene. Yes. And then and then you could like. Turn on certain settings to like make it really easy to just sink it in the hole. So it'd just be like the bow shot and just be like right in the hole. <laughs> yeah. That game is so fun and so fun to play with friends. 
third pick. Last not, pick. Not last pick. Not traditional sports game. Oh, here we give go me, again. Give me the Tony Hawk Underground series. Okay. Give me the Wait, skateboarding. What? Yeah. yeah. I Just mean, that's Tony better Hawk than Rock Skater, League. right? Yeah. Here's Underground. Oh. It's, it's all Tony Hawk. There's Pro Skater, there's Underground, Underground 2. Like, <laughs> yeah. those Tony Hawk Pro Skater is one of the great games of all time. It's so fun. You can just do ridiculous stuff on there. You skate on everything. It's so great. Yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, great game. Yeah. All right. No, no complaints there. Uh, you drafted your teams in reverse fucking order. <laughs> no, that's the correct order. That is Tony right. Hawk Pro Skater I love is a that Rocket much League's better fucking game list. than Rocket yeah. League. Outrageous. No, it's, it's um, first. I have a real struggle here with my last pick because I've got four games that I can't believe some of these are going to not get taken. Oh, you got one pick. I mean, you want to go to five? <laughs> I, um, do you guys want to go to five? No. All right. <laughs> so right, I was like, I don't got let's, two we'll more do, games. We'll do an honorable mention. I, I'll, I'll, be, honorable I'll be pulling mention. from the barrel of games that just, I was going to say, Joey's going to be like, <laughs> Go, Joey's gonna be like Crash Bandicoot Soccer, uh, Talladega Nights. Uh, <laughs> there's a game that's I, I'm gonna. I, there's a game I want to take, but I'm not gonna take it because we do it, honorable it fits, mentions. We'll do it honorable fits mentions. too well into what I got. I'm gonna go with my favorite baseball game of all time, and that is Ken Griffey Jr. Ooh, baseball. There you go. Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. Baseball, one of the absolute first games that had the real stadiums, but it only had a few of them. So it, it had Jacobs Field when it first opened. Yeah. It had the Kingdom. And then it had like, if it didn't have your, it had Coors Field, but if it didn't have your stadium, you just played at the Kingdom. And my favorite thing about Ken, Ken Griffey Baseball is the uh, free scene, right? If you If you're sitting there, but you haven't paused the game, but it's like your turn to play like pitch and you're just not pitching. The umpire stands up from his crouch, turns around, knocks on the screen and he goes, ding, ding, ding. play the game, kid. <laughs> and then he turns back around. <laughs> it's my favorite thing about Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Uh, I'm taking Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball uh, on my team. Nice. All right, Chad, last pick of the of the draft. Yeah, God, I've, I, I, I like you, Michael, have so many games in mind. Uh, yes. but I think I'm going to go with a more modern franchise this time. And I'm going to go with, uh, uh, the NHL, uh, live yeah. series, EA sports, NHL games. I think those are amazing. I, I think everything, every little detail they make about them is amazing. The fact that you can go through Chell and juniors now. Yes. And, and, you know, build your online team. I, I, I love all of the NHL games, um, series, uh, from EA sports. So NHL live or NHL, whatever that. Helicon NHL 24, 23, the ones, 22. The new ones let you do uh expansion draft. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. That, that is so fun. Hell it's yeah. Amazing. Yep. Yeah. All right. So just to recap, Joe starts the draft with Rocket League like an idiot. <laughs> he he kind of makes up for it and takes Tiger Woods PGA Tour and Tony Hawk Pro Skater, two of the great games of all time. I took NCAA football, the series, the franchise, NBA Jam and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. And then Chad took Tecmo Bowl, RBI Baseball, and EA's NHL franchise. I think overall a good draft, except for that idiot first pick. Moron. Uh, here, here's some honorable mentions that we did. And again, our, our rule was that we couldn't take Madden. So again, please remember that. 
Uh, here's some honorable mentions that I have, and then you guys can throw some things in. The game I really wanted to take, but I took NBA Jam, and it's just too similar. Uh, NFL Blitz. Yeah, one sure. of the one of the all time greats. One of the sure. absolute all time greats. Um, I'm seeing it getting thrown around in the comments a lot, and this was on my list: Blades of Steel. Blades kind of Steel, of the original hockey game. That's amazing. My, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I think one of the most entertaining games as far as if you want to piss your pants laughing or also get pissed at the world. Uh, how about Wii Sports? Oh. Wii Sports <laughs> is phenomenal. Wii Sports will let, let you bowl a perfect game until you get to the ninth frame and then you are bowling a spare. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and you're going to, and you're going to want to punch a baby when it happens. <laughs> yeah. And then my last one, I think in my opinion, the greatest wrestling game of all time, WCW Nitro. Absolutely phenomenal uh, game, and I think that fits in the sports category. WCW Nitro, back on the, uh, I think that was N64, uh, but a revolutionary wrestling game, and you cannot, you can't go wrong with that. So those are my honorable mentions. What do you guys have? See, I had bases loaded. Uh, oh, bases loaded. I love that game. Yeah, I had bases loaded. I had, uh, much like you, uh, N64, I loved the Royal Rumble. I mean, like college, freshman year of college, I would just sit in my roommate's room. We would get hammered and play N64 Royal Rumble all night. Uh, just get loud uh, and, and annoying doing that. And um, I, I always loved that. Uh, you remember the track and field game? Yes. That, with, the, with the mat that you ran uh, on? On Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. I loved that game, too. So yes. those are my honorable so mentions. I was a big uh, MX versus ATV guy. It sounded like super, kind of like extreme sports. Yeah. That's always a fun one. Um, I loved playing NASCAR games, going, but like going the opposite way kind of thing. I, think that, <laughs> I mean, like, nothing, nothing like ramming cars at 200 right, miles right. an hour in the straightaway Tega. Uh, we see. I've seen. I've seen a lot of callouts in the comments for Mike Tyson punch out. You, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. cannot go wrong with Mike Tyson punch out for sure. Uh, you got any more, Joe? I thought I had one, but it's escaping me. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think. I think outside of Joe's first pick, I think we had a tremendously successful situation. First pick was yeah. the best pick, actually. So. Um, yeah, like if you want to, if you want to lose, if you want to yeah. lose this. Well, I didn't actually, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to post, I'm going to post the results of this on Twitter and I'm going to post it as a poll and I'm going to let you guys vote on who won on who won the sports, uh, uh, sports video game, all time series. So that's our draft again, Joey rocket league, tiger woods, PGA tour, Tony Hawk pro skater, me, NCAA football, NBA jam, Ken Griffey, junior baseball, and Chad Tecmo Bowl, RBI Baseball, and EA's NHL series. That's a lot of good games. That's a lot, a lot of good, good games. games. Love that. All good games, some might say. All right, boy. Nope, nobody would say that. Uh, anyways, uh, it is time for us to get out of here, but we can't get out of here if, if we don't end on a high note, and it's time for our cheer of the week, our three cheers of the week to be exact. And now that all three of us are here, we can do all three of our cheers. So, uh, Chad. Wow, Sean in the comments. Double dribble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the all-time great uh, when they you have to watch the national anthem at the beginning. As everybody files in, they don't even let you skip it. You don't get to skip and the anthem? 
No, you're not allowed to skip it. <laughs> and then my favorite thing is when somebody gets fouled, instead of saying free throw, it's this robot voice that comes on and goes, Friswell. <laughs> you're like, yeah. what? What's a Friswell? Huh? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and every time somebody dunks the ball, it turns into a silver man, a silver man that just does a reverse dunk. And I don't understand why that was a thing. So, yeah, great call yeah. on double dribble. Chad, who's um, your cheer of the week? Go. Uh, I'll go last. I just want to – I have a great one. I just want to make sure I get the story straight. Okay. All right, Joe, who's your cheer of the week? My cheer goes to my wife uh, who gave me an early birthday present, surprise tickets to a man that we have always loved since college called Alt-J. Uh, I saw them on Sunday. Great concert. Great time. It is Very a great concert. Evening. I've seen them in concert. Good time. Very funny. Can't understand a word they say, but it's. It's, it's a good time. It's a party. It's a party. Yeah. Oh, it's a vibes. Vibes. Straight good vibes. Good vibes. Uh, I came into this with one cheer of the week. I'm going to finish it with two because uh, the Cavaliers took down the Atlanta Hawks tonight in uh, in their game. But. Uh, a cheer of the week for me has got to go to Evan Mobley. Listen to this stat line, boys. 17 points on 80% shooting, nice. 19 rebounds, and seven blocks. Evan Mobley had himself a ball game. He's getting a cheer of the week. My other cheer of the week, uh, boys, uh, oh, and OG Philly said the same thing. Shout out to you, Philly. Uh, my other cheer of the week, I just got back on Sunday from New York City with the family and New York city at the holidays is uh, as Joe would say, it's a vibe, man. It is such a good time. New York city at the holidays. I took the kids. We hung out with family, the wife, my sister, my mom, we were all up there. We saw the tree. We saw the lights. We saw all the stores decorated. New York city at the holidays is the greatest place Uh, it's better than any other time of the year. So I'm giving a shout out to New York city at the holidays. All right, Chad, get this right. My cheers goes out to a dead guy. Uh, All right. Well, that's been the show. Episode 190. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, (laughs) That dead guy name, the guy's name is Jeffrey Holt. Jeffrey Holt died uh, in uh, June. He was 82 years old. He lived in a little small town in New Hampshire called Hinsdale. And Jeffrey Holt was a simple man. He managed a trailer park. Uh, You could find him on any street corner uh, sitting on his riding lawnmower. He would just ride his riding lawnmower around town and just maybe watch traffic go by. Talk to anybody who came who came walking by. He was just a friendly old Jeffrey Holt managing a trailer park. his his trailer when where he lived in barely had any furniture he just lived a simple life the secret though why i'm giving him his cheers jeffrey holt and nobody knew this by the way in this small town in uh, hinsdale new hampshire <laughs> of 4000 people nobody knew but he was a multimillionaire he he uh yeah. at his job he started at a job in vermont uh, and that allowed him a nice little nest egg and he invested it in a lot of mutual funds. And when he died in his will, he left all $3.8 million of his little nest egg is his, his retirement fund or whatever to the town of Hinsdale, New Hampshire, the small town of Hinsdale, New Hampshire. So he saved all his fortune, lived a simple life and he loved his town so much. He decided to give them, almost $4 million to do whatever they want with, with the town. 
So cheers to you, Jeffrey Holt. R.I.P. Jeff. R.I.P. Riding his lawnmower around town like Patrick Dempsey in Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I love that. All right, shout out to Jeff. Jeff should get Grandkids are screaming, but, you know, go go town. Yeah, right. What did you say? I said the grandkids are screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Grandpa. Well, they were all bastards. They were all bastards. (laughs) <laughs> All right, that's going to like do that. it for episode 190. We are in the 190s, boys, which means we are just like 10 weeks away from episode 200. And as I said before, Chad is working on some big time stuff for episode 200. But we're going to have a lot of fun between now and then. Uh, shout out to everybody that joined us live here tonight for episode 190. We love you guys. We love how active the comments were. Uh, you guys were awesome. Uh, shout out to everybody that's going to listen to it or watch on demand later. We love you. We appreciate everything you guys do to support us uh, and and just to have a good time with us. So, um, again, you still have like uh, an hour and a half left or just over an hour left to get over to the OBR, hit subscribe on the annual uh, subscription, and you get it for 75% off. It's $29 for an annual subscription to the OBR. If you're not clicking that button in the next hour and, I don't know, 15, 14 minutes, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go over doing? and subscribe. Get that shit for 20. Yeah, like like what's his face from the job? Hey, hey, get over there and hit that surprise that that subscribe button. Or else hey. we're gonna send we're gonna send dad over to you and he's gonna break your legs. You're gonna be uh, swimming with the fishes. <laughs> swimming with the fishes. Uh make sure you do that. And and again, tomorrow, OBR weekly, Thursday, all eyes on Cleveland with Brad Ward, who's been here with us pretty much all night in the comments all leading up to Sunday against the Rams and then game day rewind on Sunday evening. The OBR is your best place for Cleveland Browns coverage. And you get to hang out with us and talk Browns and Cavs and Buckeyes and Blue Jackets and Guardians and all that stuff every single week. So that's going to do it for episode 190. For Chad at Garage Beers Chad, for Joe at Garage Beers Joe, I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers Mike. We will see you next week for episode number 191. And until then... Cheers, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.